You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so super excited because I have Markia, the money plug on the line, and she has phenomenal content around credit, getting your credit scores right, um, all that good stuff. So, of course, we are here to talk about her favorite topic, which is getting your credit right. So, hey, Markia, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So let's hop right in. So first and foremost, um, I know one of the main questions people have is, what is a credit score? How do I improve it? Like if I I get that question so many times, like how do I increase my credit score? So what are your thoughts around that? I low-key hate when people ask me that question, which is funny because I'm a credit specialist. But it irritates me because people are so focused on the number and not where that number came from. And and I honestly attribute it to people having short attention spans. They don't pay attention long enough to decipher where this information is coming from. All they care about is, oh, these numbers got to go up. But your credit score is just like, um, it's a numerical representation of your ability to pay back something that was given to you or a service you received in exchange for you saying, all right, I'm going to pay y'all back later. And so, and a lot of people be like, well, I don't want to go into debt. I don't want to go into debt. I don't need credit. Matter of fact, well, baby just dropped the album and on the song, No Fly Zone, he talks about how he got all this money, but he don't have any credit. And as long as he has money, he doesn't need it. And so that mentality that's perpetuated through music and social media, you know, over the summer was the big credit is a scam thing. So people don't really take the time to really kind of break down what that credit score represents and where it's generated from. And so when they ask me that, they're not really asking me, what can I do to improve my credit standing? They're asking me, girl, what tricks you got to get these numbers up? Like, you don't really want, you don't really want to know. You don't really want to know. Yeah. And I completely agree. You know, all the time people are coming to me like, oh, do you fix credit? Do you fix credit? You know, how can you fix my credit? And, you know, this, that, and the other. And really, honestly, I hate when people say that because I'm like, fixing your credit is not really a thing. Like if you want to fix your credit that you need to fix up here first. <laughs> um, and it's so, so funny because belief. people... People make appointments with me. So I'm a I'm a board certified credit repair specialist and credit score consultant. So that was how I got my foot in the personal finance industry was repairing credit. But it's like people make appointments with me and thinking it's about to be, I give you this money, you make my shit look cute. Oh, my stuff look cute. So that's not how that works. And so we get on these calls and I handle all my calls on Zoom so that they can see the seriousness in my eyes when I say this. But it's going to take a lot more than you just throwing money at me to fix your credit. We got to talk about your mindset. What got you here? What are your goals? Why do you even want to improve your credit score? And what are you, the biggest question that I ask people that I really feel like people don't think about before they schedule these appointments, what are you willing to do to get where you want to be? A lot of people be like, oh, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And then the anything comes and they be like, well, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and it's, it's just so, it's just mind boggling to me. But it's also, for me, I feel like, doing this because I went through this personally. Um, I had really bad credit. I was getting denied apartments. Like, you know, so I had to do the work. I tried to do all the shortcuts. None of it worked out. <laughs> None of it worked out. And I ended up having to do the work myself. 
So I'm sitting here and I'm talking to these people and I'm not talking to you just because I learned this out of a textbook. I'm talking to you just because I know I know what this what this takes. I know what this entails. I know how hard that journey is of confronting what got me here because it was me. It was me. But it's hard looking in that mirror and taking that accountability. So it's like that empathy that I have that because I went through this coupled with that no nonsense approach because you paid me for a service and damn it, we're going to get it done. You know, I feel like that's what people value the most when they do come to me, even if they're not a full fledged client, just my followers on TikTok. And I think that's where the connection was really made and why I was able to really build a large following. It's because I have that. I'm not just some person who learned this in a classroom and I'm repeating what they told me. I lived this experience. And so I'm able to talk to you like, all right, yeah, I know they told you to do this, but this is what you expect. You should expect when you go through this. And this is what you should look for when you're looking at this. Like I'm able to speak to them as somebody who went through this and they really value that experience more so than that knowledge. I completely agree with that. I feel like life is the best teacher. Um, And so actually going through these financial situations that we go through, um, give us the best view. Because I mean, I can tell you, you know, I have all the textbooks around here. But a lot of the stuff that I talk about and teach about is about stuff that I personally went through. Um, So anyway, with that being said, what type of um, things like if somebody's listening And they're like, okay, I understand, you know, this is not fixing my credit, but what are some steps that I can take in order to start trying to, you know, make my credit look better or so on and so forth? So the first thing I will always tell you, pull a copy of your credit report. That's always going to be the number one thing. A lot of people can tell you what their credit score is, but can't tell you what's on their credit report. And that's just as bad as not knowing your score because that's where your score comes from. You also need to know how to read it. It's not enough to just pull it up and look at it. You need to know what is derogatory, what's considered derogatory information. Um, when do they report late payments? Why is this account reporting this balance, but then this, this other bureau is reporting a different balance? You need to be able to identify these inaccuracies because a lot of times it's not even that you have bad credit. It's just that the information is inaccurate and it's costing you points, but you have no idea because you're not pulling your reports. Um, there are typically five, there's five categories that are used to calculate your score. There's payment history, which is 35% of your score. There is your credit utilization, which is 30% of your score. Length of credit history, so how long you've been building credit, that's 15% of your score. Mix of accounts, because there's three main types of credit, um, open, installment, and revolving. So you need to have a good mix of those. So that's 10% of your score. And then there's inquiries or new accounts. So how many new accounts are you opening in a 12-month time period? Or how many things are you applying for? That's also 10% of your score. So if you can manage each individual section, it's not as overwhelming as, oh my God, look at all this information on my credit report. But it allows you to compartmentalize each each area so that you can work on this section. All right, my payment history is 100%. What's next? Credit utilization. All right, let me pay all my credit cards down. All right, boom, I did that. Now what? Let's look at your credit age. Do you have at least two years of good payment history? Ooh, girl, I got three. Let's go. Like, you know, and you go from section to section to section. By the time you look up, your score is going to reflect all that time and effort that you put in. So your score automatically goes up even when you're not really focusing on it if you're doing the right thing. Yes, yes. Now, let me um, backtrack a little bit because the pulling your credit score, I mean, pulling your credit reports part is so important. And 
ever since COVID started, because it used to be once a year on annualcreditreport.com, but now you can pull it once a week um, ever since COVID. So I've been telling people like now is the time to go ahead. Like if this is one of your goals, you can pull it more often from all three bureaus. So that way you can um, kind of improve everything that you talked about and do it directly from the source. <laughs> um, so really. Exactly. So um, with all of that, so if somebody's looking at their credit report, they have an understanding of what's on it. Um, what are some things other than looking at it step by step that they should be doing? Um, like, let's say, for instance, they want to maintain. OK, so okay. they're like, I did everything. I'm where I want to be. How do I keep this up? Pay your bills on time is probably the most underrated piece of advice that we hear all the time. Everybody be like, all right, girl, I'm going to pay my bills on time. But they don't understand that life happens. And we get that. And the people's first instinct when they don't have the money to pay something is to duck that creditor out. No, I'm just not going to answer their phone calls. I'm not going to answer their emails. And that's the worst thing you can do. A lot of creditors have things or programs in place to prevent you from ex feeling that experiencing um, the derogatory account information reporting to your credit report. For example, for those of you with the Victoria's Secret credit card, right? They have something that you can opt into where if you lose your job, they'll cover your payments for a specific amount of time to allow you time to get employment. You have to opt in and it is something that you pay into every month, but that is an option that's available to you. For those of you with vehicles, um, you know, repossessions is really high around, you know, this time of year. Um, typically, what I tell people is if you're going to be late on your car payment, you need to let them know before you're late. A lot of times they'll defer your car payment. So it will extend the life of your loan a month. But would you rather that happen or would you rather a late payment hit your credit? Because that is extremely detrimental to your payment history, which is the largest portion of your credit score. Like, you know, there are, like I said, there's things in place that can prevent you from feeling a lot of the negative impact of these things that pop up in life. But until you learn to communicate with your creditors, you will keep experiencing these derogatory events and it will literally hold you back for the next seven years. Mm -hmm. Oh, amen. Okay. Audience, don't I, don't I tell y'all talk to these people, like talk to them people because they can help you in so many different ways. I'm going to be transparent and honest. Like at the beginning of the year, I was going through a lot. And so I was like, you know what? I think it's time because all throughout COVID, I didn't take advantage of the mortgage, you know, where you can like not pay your mortgage for a little bit. And so I was like, I think it's time. And so I called them. It was a very easy process. They sent me all the information, got approved like that. And bam, you know, I could not pay my mortgage for a couple of months until I got everything back situated. So I always tell people, talk to these people because they are not your enemy. <laughs> they can be your best friend if you allow them to, um, because they just want to help you too, At for the most part. There's some- They just want the money. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> they would rather work with you and maintain that good relationship so you can give them the money like this, because having to go to court and repossess the car and then try to resell it, like that's the pro they don't want to go through that process. It's tedious and it costs a lot of money. They would rather work with you directly to get that money so please 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 don't be scared the worst thing they can do is tell you oh girl have my money that's the worst thing they can say and even then you still have 30 days to make that money appear a lot of people think that as soon as you're late they report it but actually they don't report you having a late payment until the 31st day 
So you have 30 whole days to figure out where this money is going to come from if they don't have a program like this. So there are, you know, ways around some of the things that could happen. You know, for those of you who, um, and a lot of my audience are young adults, maybe just coming out of college or going into college um, and really don't understand credit, but they understand that it's important. Um, So they lack credit age or they haven't been building credit long. And so something that I tell them is talk to your parents. If your parents have a credit card that they have 100% on time payment history and consistently low reporting credit utilization, you can get added on as an authorized user. So now you're borrowing their credit age to help your credit age, as well as you get that account history for every on-time payment they have, um, credit utilization. If they have consistently low reporting utilization, that's a benefit for you. So, you know, there are like little things you can do in each category to to not only um, maintain, but to even exceed your expectations when it comes to your credit score. Yes. And I will do one little warning with the authorized user thing, because I remember my grandma put me as her authorized user, but it made mine go down because her credit utilization was too high. And so when she did that, she, you know, she was doing it innocently. She was like, oh, well, maybe y'all need to use the car, you know, whatever. But of course, me being very hypersensitive about my credit, I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and remove myself because. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be afraid to do that. It's, you know, I tell people all the time, like everything isn't meant to last forever. So being on the credit card, it might have benefited you at one point. But if it comes to a point where it's no longer beneficial, cut that tie. People be like, oh, my God, don't close credit cards. Don't close credit cards. But if you have credit cards that you're not using, these creditors will close them for you. And then you're going to lose points when you least expect it, as opposed to you being ha- having a control decrease in your credit score and then rebuilding from there. Um, and then you said something that was so funny. You said that you you stalk your credit score. I actually tell people, don't keep looking at it. Your score is going to fluctuate every month. Every month as you use your credit cards, as life happens, it's going to do that. But I don't want you to hyper-focus so much that any deviation in your credit score is just throwing you into anxiety. Like It should not take over your life to the point where any, any change, any variation in the plan just sends you overboard. Like it should not be like that. Finances aren't supposed to be like that. Yes, it's important. Uh, Absolutely, a thousand percent. I definitely think it's important. However, live your life. As long as you are living a responsible life and you are having a responsible mindset, things will happen naturally. You don't have to force it. You don't have to stare at it all day, daring it to move. Like these things will happen as you live life. So just, I want to say don't worry about it, but it's like, I say that and they like, girl, (laughs) but you just don't stalk it. Yes. Yes. I, um, when I was on this journey, um, like heavy, I would look at it like almost every day, but see, the thing is I do it for awareness, not so much. It throws me all off on a tizzy. Like if I see it decrease, like for instance, it just decreased like 22 points, but I'm just like, okay, I just went to see what changes was made. And so I was like, okay, I already know about that. Um, so, you know, just making sure I keep an eye on it. So that way, if it is something that I didn't do, you know, I can know about it immediately. Now I do have some, but you know, Mm-hmm. You know exactly what caused that decrease in points. And that is the difference between you and a lot of people. A lot of people see their score go down and have no idea. Oh my God, what is going on? And this is why I think that, and this is where a lot of credit 
experts miss the mark. They're telling these people how to repair their credit. They're telling them this, that, and the third. Oh, send this letter, send that letter. But you're not explaining anything about how credit works. Why are they sending this letter? What inaccuracy led you to this conclusion that this would help them? Um, oh my God, you need 100 points in your score? Just do this hack. Why did they lose that 100 points on their credit score? And why, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Because every action is not going to give you the expected result if you don't understand the reasoning behind it. So I love that you said that you looked at it, but you knew why your score went down so that you didn't even have to stress out about it. Oh, next month, that'll go right back up. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, you know, I, I talk a lot of people off cliffs because sometimes, you know, they'll text me, call me, whatever. And they're like, oh, Tiffany, it went down. Oh, my gosh. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, you know, it'll come back up. Like, it's not the end of the world. You just have to make sure that you keep up with what you're doing. Um, so, you know, as long as you have a plan in place, and that's what I'm big on is having a plan in place. So that way, you're consistently doing these things on a regular basis. Um, it doesn't have to be daily. I'm just daily. But anyway, <laughs> that you do it on a consistent <laughs> basis. Yeah. Um, so that way you can keep it up or get it up or whatever it is, whatever type of goal you're trying to accomplish. So this was awesome. Thank you so much, Marquia. Now, of course, you couldn't spill all the tea in one episode. So with that being said, if people were interested in learning more about credit scores, tapping into the money plug, how can they find you? The best place to look is on TikTok at themoneyplug.co. Um, that's where all of my content is. I have well over like 200 and something videos for you guys to look at. Um, my YouTube channel is WWTMPD. What would the money plug do? Um, I record all of my lives because TikTok doesn't allow you to save them. So I record all my lives so that you guys can go back and watch them. Um, as well as I have an email list. So if you go to markiabrown.com, um, you can join my email list. I send out tips, um, any news that comes out that could affect your credit potentially. All of that stuff is included um, when you join my email list. Yes, yes. Well, y'all, please tap into Markia. I'm a big fan. I love her work. Um, she definitely, she, what do you say? Your credit specialist, favorite credit specialist or something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that's my tagline. I'm your credit specialist, favorite credit specialist. Exactly. So all the people y'all going to probably go to her to get some of these gems that she be dropping. So with that being said, you can go directly to the source. So definitely follow Markia and I'll have all of those links in the show notes. So if you didn't catch all of that, definitely check out the show notes and tap in. So thank you so much, Markia. This was phenomenal. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm glad it helped. I'm sure it helped a lot of people. Thank you so much for inviting me. And like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan. So I can't wait till this episode come out. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.